Yo, what's up, guys? This is Diamond. And I'm Josh from the band Tetrarch. And we're hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. You guys basically are the definition of hustling. Like, you guys have been hustling with this project and with your music in general since you guys were super young. So getting to this position where you're at today, what would you say was the biggest challenge that you guys faced during that process? Uh, I think I tell people all the time it was kind of learning to just kind of have confidence and like kind of bet on your, ourselves as a band instead of listening. Cause so many people on this journey up talking your ear, you have so many people telling you different things you should or shouldn't be doing and you know, what's right for your band and what's not. But I think it's like having the confidence to know what's right for your own band and know where you're going and not knowing like, you know, to, how to sift through all the noise of what everybody else is saying, I think was a big one for us. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And just knowing, like, just echoing on that, just, you know, we're a band that's always wanted to just kind of live and die on our own decisions. You know, we don't let anybody cloud our minds or regardless of what they say or tell us we should or shouldn't do. Like, ultimately, we do what we feel is best for Tetrarch and what we enjoy. So I think that that has helped just kind of keep us on track and continue kind of, um, you know, on an upward trajectory. How amazing does it feel going from like having to sell like hundreds or 200 tickets in order to play a show? Because back then it was pay to play basically. And then now you have people like fans wanting to watch your band live. Like what's that feeling like? I'm, I actually said this to Josh the other day or something. <laughs> I saw someone online like post like, you know, if you need tickets, hit me up. We got, you know, we need to sell a hundred or something. <laughs> I looked at Josh and I was like, God, I'm so glad those days are over. I mean, like, it definitely was part part of the journey. Every band has to go through it, you know, so I'm not knocking it because it was a big part of our life for, oh, you yeah. know, the first few years. And I get it, you know, but, man, am I glad that, to have that behind us. You're not hitting up the same 12 friends every other weekend to be like, hey, man, you buy some tickets. And yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's definitely good to just kind of be able to. You know, you're not paying anyone to play anything. You're getting paid to play. You're making a living doing what you love. And like, you know, fans are resonating and coming and seeing you play without you having to harass them in their inbox. So it's good. Now, let's talk about incarceration because you guys played that a couple weeks ago. Um, and, you know, obviously there haven't been tours or performances in quite some time. So what was that experience like and how did you guys feel about your set? Um. It was a lot of fun. Like we, you know, we were out for a few days prior with the Treyu, like kind of doing a little warm up run. And then, you know, we hit ink. So it was like kind of dusting cobwebs off for the first few shows, you know, like we hadn't played in two years, really, almost right at 18 months. So it was like, you know, but we're really anal about our live show. And like, I'm one of those people that I'm hard to please with a live show. Like we, every show I'm like, could have done that better. You know, I'm just very much that person um, because I just believe in our live show a lot. So there was a little bit of that after Ink for me, just like, but, you know, looking, I watched the show back, you know, as we always do. And I was like, we kind of killed it. So it was, it was fun later, <laughs> right after, you know, I was like, I was kind of being analytical about it, but it was, it's definitely always fun to get back on the and you know, see the crowd hyped, especially after the year everybody just had. Um, so it was definitely, it was fun. Oh yeah, it was, it was a killer experience, and just like, just being at that festival environment is always a good time. And you know, people were ready; they came to have fun, and um, the crowd off, kicking up dust everywhere. It's just, just happy to be back. Yeah.
Now let's jump in and talk about Unstable, which is the sophomore record and another masterpiece from you guys. Um, you guys went back into the studio with Dave Otero on this one. So I'm curious like how much the chemistry kind of changed from from the first record to now. Um, I think we've grown a lot between the first record and now. Um, I think, you know, we knew we, we always knew from the time we were done with Freak, we wanted to go back and work with Dave. You know, our chemistry is just really good together. He understands how we operate, our band set up. It's kind of like he knows what we like and how we like things to go. So we definitely knew we wanted to go back there. I think we gained a lot of confidence just as a band, too, between the two albums. So it was a lot easier for us to tell Dave to eat shit when he wanted us to do something we didn't want to do. <laughs> but um, it, other, than that, other than that, it was pretty much the same type of process, you know, like because we've been working with Dave for a while and, you know, we love him to death. He's literally like our big brother. Like we, we give him shit all day long, you know, while we record. Um, but and he, after we record. And after, yeah, we still to this day text him and like, do you miss us? Like, and he's like, no, not really. Um, but, you know, it's really cool. Like he has, he always has like super great ideas that we would have never thought of and vice versa. So we just make a good team. But I think, like I said, the biggest thing for me personally, personally would be the confidence that we gained between the two records. We grew tremendously between the two records. So when we came in there, it was a lot easier for us to like know exactly what we wanted and implement them than maybe before. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, like freak for us was very, I wouldn't say experimental, but it was at a definitely a turning point for our band. I mean, we were always super thrashy or like very just like metalcore or something. And, and Freak was that time we took a chance and we wrote some different songs that and styles we'd never done before. And then that gave us confidence to be like, all right, let's pick our favorite parts of Freak. And now let's let's really embrace those and, and, and you know, come up with a new product. And we're so happy with how it turned out. How would you say that Dave helped get you guys out of your comfort zone and like what was that challenge that he made you guys do Ooh. i don't know dave just has he dave is really good for me especially like um vocally he's able to he kind of gives me confidence that sometimes i might not have in a certain time you know he'd be like hey try this high part you can do it i'm like can I, you know, he, he is always pushing us to try new things, try new harmonies, try new sounds and textures. And um, I don't know, he's just really good about pushing us, but making us feel comfortable. Um, he's just, he's easy to work with. Yeah, I agree. Would you say that you discovered yourself a little more vocally on this record, uh, Josh, like just because it was, as you kind of mentioned, like he was having you try things that you wouldn't even know you can, you can pull off. Yeah, I think so. I think um, when I listen back to it now, um, I'm really proud of how those vocals turned out. And um, just like I really found like I found felt like I found my voice on this album, you know, things that were hard for me to do. Um, even Dave said it like on Freak, things that would take a million takes to get one usable one when tracking Freak like this time was like, all right, now we got 10 good ones. Which one do we choose now? Like, what's the best one? Like, I think that I had grown a lot vocally and, um, you know, Dave's a big part of that. And I, I'm just real happy with these vocals. I feel like one of the things uh, about being in that, this project or being together, like ever since you guys were so little is, is or younger, I guess, like is the fact that your voice changes. Um, and I, I feel like that is kind of a scary thing, you know, to go throughout the, through the process. 
how did you kind of how did you learn to control your voice w within every year that went by that kind of changed within every song that you guys released luckily my voice hasn't changed that much since i was like 12 <laughs> you know <laughs> i didn't get the big i wasn't blessed with the baritone thick sounding voice you know but um i think that you i don't know you just kind of have to just work with it and kind of learn what are your limits and what can you push and um i think us getting out on the road a lot with freak really helped me gain some confidence and just getting you know for me i've had a lot of people i can remember growing up tell me that like our band you know it's cool but i think we need a different singer or they need a different singer and like we heard that all the time and you know sometimes that's hard to remind yourself like no, they don't know what they're talking about. I can do this. And uh, it's really rewarding to see us sticking this out and, and doing this and growing has, you know, gotten our band where we are. Diamond, as far as your guitar goes, uh, I mean, you've been doing this for a, a while now. Like, how do you not run out of material? And two, how do you get inspired to create different different sounds with your guitar? Uh, I mean, for me, I think I've always wanted to be... Um, known as like a very versatile player you know kind of like i never like i when i started playing guitar i obviously was super inspired by the shredders you know dimebag and kirk hammett and you know slash and, and all all of those type of players even from you know mark morton's like lamb of god all that kind of stuff um but i always wanted to be known as like a player that was like just a well-rounded like a really good player so i want to be able to shred on things but i also want to be able to add those creepy corn-like effect sounds as well and also be a great rhythm player uh, when I need to be that. So I think for me, it's it's kind of easy because I'm not like a one-trick pony. Like I haven't boxed myself into where like, oh, I have to shred all over this entire song or, oh, I can't shred on this song at all. Like, you know, I, I can do whatever the so serves the song and make fit whatever I want to make fit, whatever I'm feeling at that time. So it's not like I have to constantly um, do the same thing over and over again you know like i've i've kind of established myself as like a well-rounded player i think so um that leaves it open for me to kind of do whatever i'm feeling and then same question with you as well uh with dave like how did he help you step out of your comfort zone with this record um i think with dave it's cool because it's kind of like with vocals you know he would say like try this or like what a, how would a faster run sound there or like you know how would adding like super weird glitchy sounds sound there you know like things that i would have wouldn't have thought about or wouldn't have had the confidence in trying um he did that even like i played rhythms with josh as well on this whole record whereas on freak i believe he just played rhythms on pretty much most of the songs um so that was cool too because you know we discovered that like we're very different rhythm players you know so like he like whereas i don't know he might have a better right hand i have a better left hand and like it's just like things that complement each other that Dave has like kind of helped us find as well. Um, so it was just that, just like him kind of observing the way that I play and the way he plays, you know, and kind of making suggestions based off that, that like maybe I wouldn't have thought of. Now, as far as the sounds go, did you guys find yourselves creating um, a lot of these these sounds on the record, like from scratch, not necessarily a an instrument or, or something that you would use in the studio? Um, A lot of, the main effect that we use, like we call it the freak tone because we use all of a freak too, but it's, it kind of just came from like effects wise, me sitting in my bedroom with, you know, like a pedals and a bunch of stuff and just tweaking things, not knowing what I'm doing, just tweaking 
stuff until it sounded super cool. Like I can literally do that all day. I think it's so much fun. Like I'm not a gear nerd or anything, but I love like finding weird sounds. Um, so a lot of it like came from that, honestly. And then getting in the studio with Dave, like he helped us refine and like kind of figure out like what's the the right way to compose these sounds, you yeah. know? <laughs> but it's funny. There's even like I can remember on Freak, like on um, was it pull the trigger or break the trend? One of those songs, like there was this really weird delay on the start of the song and on the demo. And, uh, you know, we go to record with Dave and, you know, you're, you're tracking with like a, you know, on a tempo and everything. And he put it to the grid and it was like, these delays just, it doesn't sound the same. And you go to diamonds, like weird. She didn't know what she's knob. She's turning. It was just some weird millisecond that for whatever reason worked on that part. And like, like, well, I guess we're doing that weird sound and that you cannot make it sound the same when it's like too perfect, if that makes sense. So uh, it's cool. She's really good at experimenting and just coming up with stuff. We're, we're not very technical. So we just turn knobs until it sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's honest. And just and just hope you recorded it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of fans are talking about the breakdowns with this record. What was it like creating these breakdowns? And was this something that you guys created ahead of time as you guys were writing the, the the music or was this something that happened in the recording process um during the writing process i'd say but we're such a live band like we like i said before we put a lot of pride in our live performance and making sure we're entertaining the crowd not just up there playing our guitars at our chest you know like <laughs> we want to like entertain the crowd and make sure they have a good time so when we're writing the record um we wanted to we wanted to make sure we were trying to come up with things that would translate live that we knew like the crowd would really enjoy and you know there's certain songs like breakdown and i'm not right or the ending part take a look inside stuff like that that we knew like okay this is gonna slam live and so we implemented them kind of with that in mind i would say yeah you know they they were definitely uh live um we had we had the live element in mind when we did it but it was during the writing process yeah and i don't think we ever like would go into something like you know, this song needs a breakdown, you know, it's just kind of a natural, I guess, where we would naturally want to hear if we were listening to a song, you know, it would just take it. So we like, we need this heavy part. And then they would just, they kind of turned out how they turned out. But like she said, with this album, I think we did a good job of capturing parts that we know we can play and sound big live and the crowds can get into. And I think that's why these songs are translating so well live uh, currently on the shows we've done. You also have a lot of vulnerability coming out on this record. Uh, what was that writing process like? And was this a comfort level for you? Or was this something that you had to learn to be okay with? Um, it's definitely, you know, newer and something I think you just kind of grow into as, you know, you mature as a songwriter and as a person and, you know, being able to be more open with, um, you know, with feelings or just with how, you know, things you're dealing with in life or things that are happening with, you know, people you're close to around you. And um, this album was actually one of the first, I think it was the first time that a lot of these vocals for me were written with lyrics turned into melody versus melody turned into lyrics. I've always done, as far as I can remember, you know, scat vocals of just like gibberish with melodies and turn that and written lyrics around that. But this was the first album that I, really wanted to work lyrically and be able to express myself and, and take what I felt like were good, you know, lyrics and turn those into melodies. And I think it really worked out. So um, that was something I was really proud of with this one. Was that scary? 
I feel like uh, that must be scary just because there is no other instrumentation. It's it's whatever you're writing down. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say scary. It was just different. But as it started flowing, I started getting into like a zone with it. And I know that, you know, I kind of work in it drives some of them crazy sometimes, but I kind of work in spurts where it's like I'm like I will have a million things come to mind and just like crank out like four songs. And then I might look at them for three weeks and be like, I don't know. I've got nothing, you know, and uh, but it was it was cool this time. Like I started to get a flow with it. And once I realized, OK, we're coming up with some cool stuff this way, I'm just going to continue, you know, um, with it. So it wasn't too scary. I mean, it's always scary writing vocals because it's what a lot of people are listening to. So you want to do as good a job as you can, but um, just happy with it. What would you say was the most stressful song to kind of finalize on this record? For each of you. Mm. So finalize. Well, one never got finalized and it just did not make that. <laughs> There's one we tried for so we had recorded it, did everything, and it was gonna be an eleventh song on the album, and it just was not fitting. And we're just like as soon as we got rid of that one and tried to stop fitting it in, it's like a breath of fresh air. And it was like, oh the album's complete. Um but I would say I'm not right. Yeah. Um that was the very first demo and first song that we even ever started for this album like we i remember being here one night and we threw like the intro and verse together and like we had this demo for the song for so long and as the other demos came together and other songs came together we started kind of being like this one doesn't sound as heavy or as cool anymore but we knew we wanted to keep it and keep working on it um and then once we started recording it it was just sounding really heavy and i know for diamond like the vocals on that one had to be perfect because she knew like the song could be really cool. And uh, it was, I would say I'm not right. Like just trying to get the right vocals and the right vibe and the right everything. Um, you know, we, uh, there's like 12 versions of that song in our Dropbox somewhere of just different middle sections. Yeah. And it's crazy because like that song is like my child of the record. Like everybody has a song on the record that they just love so much. And that is mine. Like I, I just, there's so many reasons I can name why I love that song so much, but like, it definitely was the song where when we started, every like when we first wrote the rhythms and stuff without the leads and vocals, everyone like, this slam. As we write, it got put on the back burner, and as we started writing everything else, we were kind of like, even Dave was like, I don't know if that one should make the record. And I remember me and Josh were like, it's gonna make the record, but like we still I, we understood what he was saying it at that point, uh, and then ended up coming back and being like the favorite. So. It was because you did vocals for that one second to last, right? Yeah, we yeah. had come back to L.A. and uh, it was just like we had tried some different stuff and it just wasn't the right vibe for the song. And then we came back to L.A. and I think it just helped kind of get a fresh you know, breath of air and um, came up with those vocals. I remember sending Diamond what would ultimately be the chorus. I was like, hey, I don't know what you think of this idea, but this is kind of what I'm thinking. And she heard it and was like, that's it. That's yeah. the chorus. And from there, it was like, all right, now we can go. And then the song came together and um, it was, yeah, it ended up being like the first one written and the uh, last one done. Yep. <laughs> when did you see the identity of the, of the record? Did you have that in mind already or did you guys kind of discover it throughout the recording process? I feel like we kind of, we had an idea before the record, kind of the direction we wanted to take it and the vibe we wanted to have. Um obviously you know as the songs come together that solidifies it more you can only like 
you know, predict so much before the songs are, are done. But we had an idea of where we wanted to take it kind of before we started. Um, and that kind of helped us when writing and like kind of putting together a whole product with the vision of it, kind of having an idea of how we wanted it to translate. Um, I think we, I think we hit it pretty good. So, yeah, I think we wanted to make sure that, like I said, we wanted to make it kind of almost like freak on steroids and take all the coolest elements of it and just make it all into one album. You know, um, we never, we've always been a band that we don't ever want to lose our heaviness and our, you know, we're a metal band and that's who we are. And we were able to keep that identity while still putting songs like you never listen or, uh, push down or like something like that. Um, on the album, we were able to experiment while still sounding like ourselves. And that was kind of, that was the goal to me was just to make something that's like cohesively tetrarch that has fast songs that has mm-hmm. mid tempo songs, but you can throw them all in, in any different order. And you're like, okay, this is the same band. You know? Right. I love that you kind of take me into this world when I listen to the, to the album. And then I'm sure it's the same thing when I, when I catch you guys live later this year, but when you release these music videos, it's, you know, they all go hand in hand. So how much of an input do you guys have as a whole for the music video uh, process as well? And, you know, like, how is it that you guys are able to kind of make it like you, it's like when you see a movie and then you read the book, it never like goes together. But like, I feel like everything that you guys are releasing really goes together. So what is that process like? Um, I mean, we're, we've always been like a super, super hands-on band. Like every band's very different. Some bands are just kind of like, you know, tell us what we're doing and, you know, we'll do it or whatever. We're very opposite. Like we have our nose in everything. And, you know, with the belief that like, it's our band, everything, this is what represents us. This is how we make our living. This is, this is our band. And it's our say at the end of the day, everything from the music to the videos to everything is a hundred percent our say, you know, if we don't like something, it's not going to go. Um, so same with the videos, you know, like Vicente has been great with us, like, um, kind of helping us bring a bit like a visual to what we feel the song's about or how we, how we think we want to portray it or whatever. Um, so usually it's like, he'll kind of help us come up with a treatment or we'll tell him kind of what we're thinking and we'll put together a treatment. And go from there but we definitely are like i said we're super hands-on with everything so it's always what you see is always um a good bit of what we want you know it's never like something that we just kind of settle with or somebody else came up with for us awesome now you guys are getting ready to get back on the road uh with the treyu um next month it's coming up really quick uh what can what can your fans look forward to on this tour just you can expect us to go out there and put our all into every single note that we play every single night. You know, we're going to try and put on a show. You know, we love to play, but we do this for fans. We want it to just be like this big, just fun environment. You know, we, we love the energy of crowds and we want to give them, you know, a show. We, we don't just play to, you know, listen to be like, tell ourselves we're really good. You know, um, we just want to put on a show. We want to entertain. And that, that's what you can expect. You can come to a, you're going to, at a Tetrarch show, you're going to move, you're going to throw your hands around, you're going to run into your friends. Like, um, it's just a fun atmosphere. And I think that people can, uh, should be ready for a show. Awesome. Well, thank you again for making this happen. Uh, looking forward to catching your live show when you guys come here to, uh, the observatory, which is like towards the end of the tour. 
So uh, congratulations with the new record, and I'm very excited for uh, you know to see more and more evolution with the band. So thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you for having us, Rob. We appreciate it. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more, and I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in, and have a great night.